the Nerdtastic 4 podcast. This is Chris. This is Rose. And it's just us this time. Whoop whoop. Have we done one where it's just us before? I don't think so. High five. Oh, high five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this <laughs> podcast is going to be about Nintendo and primarily Breath of the Wild. Yes, it's a very special episode about Breath of the Wild and the Switch. So if you don't, if you just hate Nintendo, you can just leave now. Yeah, it's it's probably like the description of this episode will probably give you that hint. So if you've already clicked on it and started watching it, it's probably too late now. Yeah, you should just listen to it. Very true. <laughs> so we have both beaten Breath of the Wild. Yes. Uh, I on think, the switches. Yeah, on the switches. Uh, for me, sometimes on TV, sometimes portable. I think like ninety percent of my gameplay was portable. I when I got to the end, I I was at work playing it portable, and when I got to the end, I was like, I'm not gonna beat it. Yeah, I specifically mode. waited. I have to wait till I get home and yeah, play it on the TV. I specifically waited to beat Ganon until after I was at home yeah. and I could play it on my TV. Yeah. Um. So, to put some kind of structure to this. Let's just talk about what we liked first. Okay. Um, and then we'll go into what we didn't like, and then we'll go off on whatever other stuff. Tangents and the like. So, yeah. So, for me, it's really easy to say I liked everything, and then when we get to dislikes, I'll be like, well, there were some things. Yes. <laughs> I liked the freedom of it. Yeah. Like, I never felt like the game was holding me back, other than, like, I don't have enough stamina, so I can't climb this. <laughs> and then I get more stamina later, and then I can climb that or whatever. But I never felt like the game was limiting what I could do. Like keeping you in a specific cage Yeah, because I could go wherever I one. wanted. Yeah. yeah. Like there was there was one point I was maybe, I think I'd beaten two of the Divine Beasts. And I hadn't gone to all the towers yet. And I was like, I'm just going to go open the map. This one everywhere, open the map up. Just so I could have the map. And then... uh because of that freedom, the um, experimentation, I guess, with like, I wonder if this will work. Hey, yeah. that worked. That whole idea. Um, and even since I beat the game, I've seen videos online of people going, did you know you could do this? Or, And obviously I got shocked by lightning and died several times. Right. Whenever I wasn't used <laughs> to changing stuff out really quickly. <laughs> but then I saw a video just the other day where it was like, they only had a metal sword. Yeah. And... After it did like two little, you know, sparks on it, he threw it at a group of enemies, and then the lightning hit the sword and killed all the enemies. All the enemies. It. Awesome. And I was like, that makes perfect sense, <laughs> but that never occurred to me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or like to like I saw somebody using the stasis and hitting the rock and then jumping on the boulder mm -hmm. and like flying across the map. I tried doing that, but I think the boulders I was doing it on weren't big enough because every time I'd try to climb it, I'd just stand on top of it, and then I would fall off oh, when yeah. it flung off. But I saw that video where, like, <laughs> it flew from wherever to, like, the Temple of Time, mm -hmm. and he just jumps on the side and holds on and yeah. lands perfectly. <laughs> or, like, uh, putting the Octorok balloons on a boat to make oh, a floating yeah. boat. Oh, yeah, I tried that. I didn't know about that. Um, then Trent was like, hey, you can... Because I was like, I don't ever use these stupid balloon things. I don't know what they're for. Yeah. And I'd use them like, to cook and it ruined my food. And that's yeah. I was like, I don't know what this is for. <laughs> so I would put it on I put it on a raft, and it was just like, floaty raft. You have to do them really quick. Otherwise, it floats away yeah. on I, one side. I think I had actually texted a friend was like, what the hell are these for? 
<laughs> and he goes, it makes stuff float. I was like, why would I want anything to float? Because then I saw people like, you can go up to like a sleeping uh, enemy uh-huh. if they're small enough and the balloons will lift them up. I was like, but what does that do? Like that still doesn't help me. And then I saw a video of a guy like, it was like how to fly into Hyrule Castle. And he's like near Hyrule Castle in a river on a raft. He puts down four Octrog balloons and uses the leaf and just like <laughs> floats into the castle. I was like, all right. <laughs> Didn't think about that at all. But uh, yeah, there's just, and I feel like there's there's going to be more things. Like I think it was just a couple of weeks ago when somebody figured out if you use Magnesis to pick up one of those mine carts, uh-huh. put it in another mine cart. You can then use Magnesis on the bottom mine cart to just go way up in the air and go wherever you want. As like a magnetic flying machine. What? I was like, what? (laughs) Never, like, that doesn't make any sense. But like, so you can't use Magnesis on something you're in or on. On, right. But because the mine cart is in another mine cart. It like doesn't It doesn't realize that you're still kind of in the bottom mine cart. So it lets you just take off. I, I have to like, try that now. Oh yeah. I'm like, that's, it's, so because that was discovered two months after the game came out was the first time I think I saw that. I'm like, there's going to be more stuff. Oh yeah. Someone's going to go, oh, you can do this. Like, even with, and I, I feel like there's glitches that no one has come up with. Cause like, that's something the speedrun community usually does. Like find all these glitches and all that stuff. Yeah. And the speedrun of this game is already like 39 minutes. Really? Yeah. And like the main barrier to getting through the game faster right now is that the plateau at the beginning, if you try to get off of it, um, you know whenever you're in the Lost Woods and it like fades to pink and then you're back at the beginning? Yeah. It does that when you try to get off of the plateau. Right. And some people have figured out that like if you can go far enough, like, you know, with the boulder and you jump on, fly off, if you go far enough, then it might not teleport you back okay because right now what's keeping people from getting it down to like 20 minutes is that you have to still go to all the shrines on the plateau before you how can, do you and how yeah. do you even speed run it in 40 minutes no and what's crazy too is um if you know about speed runs there's like different categories there's like 100 percent speed run which right. right now is at about 40 hours yeah because, because that's ridiculous you have to all of yeah. the things um, but then there's the, which any- is still pretty fast yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So the 39 minute one is the any percent, which just means get to the end no matter what. Yeah. Um, and there's actually, I remember seeing arguments, uh, between people on Reddit on whether or not Amiibo should be allowed because you can use the Amiibo oh. to get a horse and oh, then get to the true. castle faster. So I think right now, like they have to be marked as saying like Amiibo or no Amiibo, but it doesn't. There's not like a separate category for amiibo lists or amiibo, yeah. percent. But it's it's crazy because I've watched because like it's short enough. That's something I'll, I can just watch if I'm bored. Yeah. Like I'd never like the fact that there's forty hour videos where you can watch this hundred percent speed run. I'm like probably never gonna watch that. Right. But uh, the but forty, 40 minute, minute one. I'm like yeah, I'll watch that one. That one because whenever it got down to an hour, I remember people saying. There's no way it's going to get lower than this until we can figure out how to get off the plateau. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, well, there's also this and this and this and this. It's like, oh. Well, we got to so 39 people, minutes without people getting People pretty over. much, they, they like get off the plateau and just go straight to Hyrule Castle. Yeah. And then somehow defeat Ganon without yeah. anything else, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, with, with uh, just whatever they find. Like, the weapons and stuff in Hyrule Castle are really powerful. Yeah. So they end up just using the stuff they find in the castle. 
Wow. But yeah, it's they usually don't have any clothes <laughs> because it takes time to put on the clothes. So it's faster to just never put on the clothes at the very beginning. Oh my god. They don't even <laughs> open up the chest. They just go and just leave because they it, they have it, that time. It takes too much time to <laughs> get the clothes. Yeah. So. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's insane. What's interesting I've noticed is people that have done speedruns of other Zelda games are the ones that come up and do this one too. Yeah. Even though the gameplay is so different, they're like, no, I I like speedrunning Zelda games. But yeah, like with glitches, there's not that many glitches that let them, like they'll have to find a glitch to get off the plateau early. So, I don't know. I don't know why I got an attention about speedruns. <laughs> it's just interesting because of the, the creativity and the experiment. Yeah, because you can take you can take forty minutes to beat the game or forty hours or yeah, more. Or a hundred hours. <laughs> um But yeah, the the exploring and the freedom is just insane. I really feel like it's gonna affect other open world games in the future. Yeah. Um I don't know how quickly we'll see that because the games take a while to develop. So like they're not gonna like go back to the drawing board with the next Assassin's Creed because of Zelda right. or something like that. But um The other thing I really liked about it is the characters. Yeah, that because, was, that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, too. and the characters have personalities, especially the characters that actually have voices. Yeah. Like, all the, the, the like the the uh all the different like ancestors uh, yeah. like uh all of their uh all the ancestors and then their their spawn or whatever their descendants or their whatever descendants, yeah, yeah. um or their brother <laughs> yeah, yeah in yeah. some cases yeah um but yeah i loved the the voice acting was really good and it really lent a lot to those characters and i think that it had a good pile of really interesting and fun characters to play with um I don't know about you. At the very end of the game, um, did you get all the memories? So you got like the yes. extra thing at the ending? Yeah. Okay. Whenever it got to that part and Zelda's talking to Link and it's just them two standing on a hill talking about like, we're on a new adventure, whatever. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I was like, Link's going to say something. Right. <laughs> and then he didn't. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. I shouldn't have expected. Like if. Because if he was going to talk, they would have had him talk the whole time. Yeah. But I remember being confused at Link, no, not at Link, at Zelda's voice and the King's voice. Yeah. Because the King has no accent at all. Right. And Zelda has like a British accent. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. She has the proper princess <sighs> accent. And it's like, Father, I want to read. And then he's like, you have to do your job. It's like, those Father, are completely please, different. I want to read and learn science. <laughs> and he's like. Science is for boys. She's like, something. He's like, bitch, go stand that pond for 12 hours and pray. Yeah. <laughs> but that I actually thought that was really interesting, a twist on the story. Because whenever people are like, don't spoil Zelda, I'm like, you beat Ganon at the end. That's yeah. the story. I don't know why you're worried about spoilers. Oh, and if you're worried about spoilers, um, spoilers, we're yeah. going to talk about the entire game. So, yeah. and <laughs> I feel like if I would have known the entire story beforehand, it wouldn't have ruined the game for me. No. Because it's a Zelda story. It's still story. fun. The, the interesting like little differences, I feel like, though, are um, that made it really interesting was like whenever you see the memories of the world before, uh-huh. which I think could be a whole nother game is just yeah. what happened before Link died. Yeah. Is like, 
that Zelda seemed to hate Link because yeah. she wanted she wanted to be the hero of time. Yeah. Because she'd read about him. Uh-huh. And then when it came time for the sword to pick somebody, it picked Link, who at, I guess in this story was just some soldier guy. One of the knights. That happened to be picked by the sword yeah. named Link. And she, like, obviously had, like, a real problem with him. Yeah. Like. Yeah, she did. She, she talks about how often... Um, like and the other characters talk about it too. How like every time she looks at him, she thinks of her own failures. Yeah, and I think it's like just this whole like the sword picked him, and he can connect with the sword, and he can open up all the the shrines, and he can like do all those other stuff. And she was angry because she couldn't speak to the like she couldn't hear like the goddess or whatever, and she couldn't like get to that spiritual side. So she was right. having difficulty with her own like prophecy or her own destiny not working whereas his was working just fine and mm-hmm. so it was more of like I, f- I feel like it was more of like uh, damn it I'm supposed to be Princess Zelda and this crap's not working why <laughs> yeah 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 um what's what's interesting too about the the difference in the stories. I never felt like Zelda was the damsel in distress. Yeah. Which she normally is in Zelda games. She's one of the oldest examples of one in a video game. Yeah. And like, it never felt like that. It felt like in the old time that we don't get to really, that we only see memories of, she seemed like she was active and like... Proficient. Yeah, and like part of the battle and not just, even though her father wanted her to stay back, like she was like, no, I'm going to... Yeah. I was actually expecting one of the flashback scenes to be her, like, dressing up like a guy. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Mulan, like, I'm going to fight, too. And, uh-huh. But um, she never felt like a damsel. Like, even in the present time that you're playing, the damsel in distress was, like, the world. Yeah. Not it's like Hyrule. the princess. Yeah. Because yeah. um, even, even though she was in the castle, she wasn't necessarily trapped or being kept prisoner by Ganon. She was keeping Ganon prisoner in the castle with yeah. her powers. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like flipped. Yeah. So she was never the the damsel in distress. She was just, hey, I'm using my powers to keep him here and I've been doing this for a hundred yeah. years. And she's like, and I need Link to help me actually like finish this. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he wakes up eventually. A <laughs> hundred years is like a long way to wait. Like yeah. that's, uh, it's not as long as Rory waited. But, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> it's a long time. It's a long time. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that. I really liked Zelda in this game because she was more. I felt like she was more of a character. Oh yeah. You get to know more about her, her personalities. If you read her diary in her room and the diary oh, yeah, that she yeah, yeah. has in the study, yeah. Um, you learn that she's more of a. She's really into the science stuff. Mm-hmm. She's super smart, but she's also deals with that frustration of her own failures of not being able to connect with her the spiritual side of everything. So I felt, yeah, I liked it because she was more of a character. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's probably like everything I liked about it. But I want to emphasize, like whenever I say the freedom of exploration, that's not one thing. That's like those two things are like ninety. Yeah, exactly. It's like (laughs) an exploration in every place is different because like there's different climates and all this stuff. Yeah, and, like, and there's different things you have to worry about. Like if yeah. you're in the desert, you have to worry about overheating. If you're in the cold, you have to worry about freezing to death. And so I thought those were really interesting like parts of the game. Mm-hmm. Um the environment was really 
intriguing and all of the different like obstacles that it put in your way like if it was raining mm-hmm. or if it was kind of interesting although i will admit half the time it was raining i was just pissed off that it was raining because i couldn't climb on things yeah <laughs> no that's that's very accurate i hate it whenever it rains so like, <laughs> come on this doesn't mean anything it just means i can't climb and I don't know if it was just perception because of how annoying it, it was, but like I've seen people online complain about this too. It rains too much. Yeah. It felt like it rained at least at one, wherever you were going, at least once in an in-game 24-hour period, it would rain at least once. Yeah. So like raining once a day, like that's, that's a lot that's of rain. Too, that's too much rain. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you on the other characters too. The characters being one of the big parts. Um, one of my favorite things in the game um, I really liked that and that you got to know about the other characters, the older characters through the memories. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you spoke to them in the dungeons and then um, the descendants were also really fleshed out really well and you got to know each one of them. Um, I really liked that. And I loved the voice acting. I thought the voice acting was spectacular and uh, that was great. The I would say my other favorite thing, my favorite things were like, I really liked the music. It was super mm. subtle. People complained about it because it wasn't like constant. Dun, dun, da, la, la, la. That would have driven me crazy if it was constant. Yeah, no. But it was just like, it It was literally like this game, if I could describe it to somebody like in a sentence or even in just a few words, it would be, I would say, it's like Nintendo and Studio Ghibli had a baby. Oh, yeah, definitely. The music is very Ghibli, like it's it's light. Mm-hmm. There's some like decorative piano. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very very pretty. And then when it, the moments get intense when you're fighting, the music picks up a bit. When you're riding your horse, they have that one song that rides when you ride your horse. It's like uh, it's a little similar to the music that plays when you run into a guardian. So I had oh, to get, yeah, that yeah. It took me a little bit to get used to that because every time I got on a horse, I was like, huh, start huh, galloping huh. and start looking around. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but I really liked the music. The exploration thing, I would definitely go in on too because um, I just like the fact that you could you could go to whichever dungeon you or or area of the map you wanted to. I did the thing where after a couple, after like the first or second, I just went around and got all the maps mm-hmm. because I thought that was really convenient. Um, I did. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed the exploration and all those little things like like cooking and uh, just the little shops in the towns and stuff like that. All those little things like, oh, I'm kind of bored of doing shrines. Well, let's go make some food. Or, oh, well, let's go visit this town and see what's going on in here. You know, it's it's yeah. it's like there's so much to do. So if you get bored of something, there's plenty of other things to do in the game. So yeah, you don't yeah, just yeah. get bored of the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with the exploration thing there. And I would say overall it was it was a very enjoyable game. Yeah. Um one of the, one thing I want to say about the music that really stood out was the whenever the first time you go into Hyrule Castle. Yes. And like the music felt like they took a few bars from like every Ganon theme from every other game. Yes. And just strung it into a new piece. And so they, like you're like, that's Wind Waker. That's all Green of Time. Like, what's happening? They had like they also the um the uh, music from Link to the Past when mm. you were that first when you first go into Hyrule Castle, yeah, it's the yeah. the um, oh what how does it go? Da 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 like that yeah. one, yeah, and it's just yeah. like <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> yeah they had bits of everything in there yeah, yeah that, was I, great. I, that was the Hyrule Castle was probably 
one of definitely my favorite dungeon. Oh, of yeah. All the dungeons, because it was the most that felt like a dungeon. It, yeah, it most felt like a dungeon. And by that time, I was used to the 3D maps that they use in the Guardians. Yeah. So I was like looking at the map and I was like, I know I understand this map and I still don't know where to go. Yeah. So I just went everywhere. Yeah. I was disappointed though because I didn't find the Hyrule Shield before I fought Oh, you Ganon. didn't? And then I went back in and like was like down at the front to the right or something. Uh-huh. And I was in like, there were like prison cells. Yeah. And then I fought like a golem in one of the bigger cells or something. And when I killed him, there was a chest and it was yeah. in the chest. It was uh, one of those big skull Hinoxes. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, those that that's the thing. I loved Hyrule Castle. I started off at like the lowest level. Mm-hmm. So somebody was like, I was trying to look up the best way to get in there because I didn't want to just go in through the main gate. Yeah. And they're like, if you come in from the north side, there's a little sewer system you can get into pretty easy. So I went that way because there was a shrine back yeah, there. Yeah, there's a shrine back there. Yeah. And I went from the bottom all the way up pretty much. And it, by doing that, it felt like a legit dungeon. Like there were mini, there like the Hinox was basically a mini boss. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very fun and interesting, and there were monsters everywhere. So when when I got to the top and there was like the the egg thing or whatever hanging from the ceiling. Yes. I like start shooting arrows at it, and when nothing like I could tell it wasn't reacting at all. And I looked down and I saw like the three jewels from when you were a kid in Ocarina of Time uh-huh. with the Triforce in the middle. I was like. I'm going to stand on that and the battle's going to start, isn't it? <laughs> and I just jumped down and as soon as I touch it, a cutscene starts. And I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is when I yep. fight Ganon now. This is it. And um, then you fight Ganon and then there's two, There's I guess there's two phases. Yeah, there's He two has like phases. different phases when he's like the, the spider like like thing crawling Weird around on the wall. Thing. Yeah, there was like a couple of different phases of him doing different things in there. And then there's the giant beast Ganon that you fight on horseback. Yeah. Which was cool. Um Do you want to go to the complaints now or is anything else? Yeah, we can we can we can move into the complaints and then if there's something else we think of we can be like, oh yeah, I really like this thing. Yeah. yeah. And kind of pepper in more compliments in the complaints. Cause yeah. I do have a few complaints about this, but um about the game. But overall I just want to emphasize that I love this game and it's like a solid eight to nine out of ten for me. And my complaints are here, and I think they're legitimate complaints, but they're also yeah. not game-ruining complaints. Right, yeah. Um, I'll say my favorite Zelda before I played this of all time was Majora's Mask. And after playing this, um, I think it might still be Majora's Mask, but this is probably number two. Yeah. Or it might be tied or something. Like, this one just... I loved it. It was awesome. Like, before the game came out when they announced the DLC, and one of the DLC things is, like, a hard mode, I was like, this is a huge game. I'm not going to want to play it again. And it's hard but, already. <laughs> but now that I've beaten it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to play through it on hard mode. Oh, my That's God. That's a perfect excuse to play through it again. Like, I want to. I want to. And it'll be enough time. Like, I haven't played it now in, like, over a month, yeah. I think. So, by the time that DLC, I think it's part of the DLC in the summer? I yeah. can't remember. But... The hard it's mode. The first one. Is it the hard mode? Whenever that comes out, I'm like, okay, I'll play this again. Yeah. I might wait for the other DLC just so I have all the new stuff. Also, with yeah, the new map I'm looking forward on. to the the yeah. one with the story, which is the later one. But so yeah, the game was hard. This isn't this isn't quite the complaint. The, the first complaint I was going to make is that like even though the game's hard, 
as I was beating the divine beasts, you know, and they're aiming the lasers at the castle, and they're like, we'll help you fight again. I was like, is this going to be, my first thought was, is it going to be like whenever Zelda helped me fight Ganon in Ocarina of Time, when she just like held him still for like 10 seconds? Right. I'm like, is it going to be something gimmicky like that? So then whenever you start the battle with Ganon and he, the lasers start hitting him and he just loses half his health. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh is that it? <laughs> because I felt like the game, you know, had varying levels of hard depending on where you were, obviously. Like some parts were easy. Some parts were like I kept dying over and over yeah. again. But with Ganon, I got there. I'd beaten all 120 shrines. Yeah, me too. I didn't have to use a potion a single time, and I felt like the Ganon battle was too easy. It was so easy. It was, in so, like, both parts. Like, yeah, the part both, whenever he like, was the giant the, beast, I just went in circles, and every time it's like, you know, Zelda's all, shoot him. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the Ganon, especially the beast fight. Like, I had more difficulty with the first phase than I did with the oh, second yeah. phase. No, the first phase and is I harder. Hate, I hate horse. And even then, the first combat. phase wasn't that hard. No. But, like, the, the pig would have been hard. Like, it could have been hard. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was if the pig... I was expecting, you know, because in the other, in the um, the the Guardians, whenever you're fighting the, the beasts, you're climbing all over him. Yeah. So whenever I saw that he was huge, I was like, I'm going to have to climb on his back. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I was expecting, like, a, what's that game called? Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I was expecting, like, a real... Because people are already making Shadow of the Colossus comparisons just fighting right. these giant things. So I was like, oh, this is going to be like a real Shadow of the Colossus thing. Like, I'm going to have to f climb up on this. No, you just run no. around and shoot arrows. Well, and now, like the last hit, when I could tell it was the last hit, I purposely uh, rode Epona way far out and then <laughs> rode it straight towards him and then jumped off of Epona and then used Frivali's Gale. So I was like way up in the air when I did the final shot. Nice. So you could feel like awesome. a badass. Yeah. Well, but it was easy. Yeah, it it could have been hard if the freaking pig thing moved at all. Oh, yeah. Like, he sat in one spot, mm -hmm. and, like, he didn't even turn to try and hit you with his, like, breath ray or whatever. You just nope. had to not walk right in front of him. It's like, I'm on the side of him, and he's like, Brr. I'm like, you're shooting, like, you're breathing your fire over there. Yeah. I'm nowhere near over there. He didn't, like, if he, if you had to chase after him, or if he chased yeah. after you. Yeah. Or if he even turned in one spot to try and hit you with his breath. Yeah. It would have been even a little bit more difficult, but it was literally like shooting a fish in a barrel because yeah, it, was it was a giant, giant ass pig that stood yeah. there and did nothing. It was pretty easy. So like that's why the hard mode excites me too. Cause like Cause maybe Ganon will be everything hard. up to Ganon. The thing is, like, I feel like the hard mode won't be that different. It'll just be like I take more damage and they need to take more damage to die, and then that'll be it. Like the yeah. really lazy hard mode. Yeah. Which some I So I miss so I miss Ganon. Like being a person. That's the thing. There was no like speaking. Yeah. Ganon never said anything, which was really kind yeah. of annoying. He was a monster. And since he was a monster in the first phase, I was expecting the second phase to be like a human Ganon. Yeah. And then he just got bigger. I was like, okay. Okay. Here's I pig guess, form. Yeah, I guess he's not. But and like, then... yeah, I just I miss him being. Uh, and I mean, we've had we had him in like Ocarina of Time, mm -hmm. even a little bit in Skyward Sword. It wasn't like Ganon Ganon, oh, but right, it was yeah. like that demon creature or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I miss having villains that like you talk to or that talk to you or that are more personable because then you feel more of a connection to them, even though it's a negative one. Right. Whereas if it's just a giant monster creature. It's like, eh, it's a monster. Whatever. Right, yeah. 
Um, yeah, because it's like, who's the bad guy? It's like, it's an evil pig. It's like, okay. oh, what does he want? It's like, oh, he doesn't want anything. He's just a pig. He just wants to take over He's the world with eat dark everything. forces. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Great. I mean, I get that it's supposed to be like what was left over of one of the Ganons or something I like that. I think so, yeah. Because Calamity Ganon is like what was left of some other Ganon that was already defeated or I don't know. Something. It was like, and that's the weirdest thing about this game, I think, is that it doesn't fit into the timeline anywhere. Well, okay, it happens 10,000 years after Ocarina of Time. Yeah. So it happens way after all of the other ones. Yeah. That was one of the interesting things, though, was that it actually, whenever it talked about some of the other, the stories from the other games, like um, in the uh, Gerudo Valley. Right. Or city or whatever it was called in this one. They talk about how there are no male Gerudo ever. Yeah. And then I was like, but what about Ganon? Like, I was very confused at first. Yeah. And then they mention that 10,000 years ago, a guy showed up that looked like one who made up this story about how male Gerudo are born every so many years. Uh-huh. And I was like, I didn't know it was made up. Yeah. Like, I from thought Oc- that was a thing. During the time, I thought that was a thing. Yeah. And I thought Ganon was a Gerudo. It's like, no, nope, he's... Either it's either it's probably just them retconning. I mean, stuff. yeah, it's ret- well, it's retconning, but it's also it was never explained that that was actually the truth. Yeah, either so that's it's true. like it's it's almost more like it's filling in a gap. Well, and the thing to me is that the weirdest thing is that it takes it supposedly takes place ten thousand years after Ocarina of Time, but it can't take place directly ten thousand years after Ocarina of Time because there were no guardians and the guardians showed up ten thousand years ago or they used the guardians ten thousand years. I thought that was the hundred years ago. ago. No. When Link died. No, they used the guardians because they were that's like a hundred oh, years ago oh, they oh, were yeah, yeah. they were they were excavating and binding. Right, them. yeah. That's so they right. used them ten thousand years before that. So it had to have been like the next cycle after yeah. Ocarina of Time or something like that. Um, yeah, the whole timeline. Like, I feel like there was never an official timeline, and then when they made that book, they they're like, let's put in one. Threw and one then, together. Like, they immediately released uh, Link Between Worlds, and it was it didn't fit anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then now they have this. The time, it's like, this didn't yeah. really fit anywhere either. Their timeline doesn't make any sense. And Our, I've always liked the idea of a timeline. Yeah. Even though that wasn't anything they intended to do in the first place, I think it works. Right. if you. But the one that they came up with was... Didn't make any sense at all. Well, okay, because like Zelda 2 was the only one, was like a direct sequel to Zelda 1. Right. Majora's Mask happens directly after the kid, one of the endings of Ocarina of Time, because yeah. there's like different ways See, that See, that's the thing that, that bugs me is that that split, and then it's like, the hero the dies, the hero beats Ganon, the hero, you know, it's like, why do we I'm have like, one for the hero dies? Yeah, it's weird. The, the split to me doesn't make any sense because Link still becomes an adult. Yeah. But I guess the idea of the split there is that when Link goes to Termina, he just never goes back. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. like, okay, so where's the adult Link in Termina timeline? Like, so the fact that there's a Link dies timeline from that game, there should be a Link dies timeline from every game. Yeah. Because it's just a possibility. Yeah. No, they shouldn't so, have a Link dies timeline. They and shouldn't they shouldn't have, have an adult like, and, a, and a young child because he went back in time. Yeah. So none of that happened. So yeah. it's just the kid timeline. That's the only one there is. Yeah. I I liked it better whenever there was the idea that, um, okay, here's an example. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four ch- uh, books of the New Testament. Right. 
all tell the same story, but from different perspectives. Right. Back in the day, the idea was that the Mario games were the same story, just different tellings of the same story. Okay. Bowser takes Peach or Toadstool or whatever she happens to be in that game. Mario goes and saves her. That's it. So every game is just the same story, but it just looks and feels different. Okay. So I remember always thinking before Nintendo decided there was a timeline that that's what it was with Zelda, was that it was just the same story, just told from different perspectives, from different um, styles and all right. that stuff, like how legends get changed over time and all that. And I was like, that's a perfectly fine way to explain that. Just yeah. say, it's it's just different retellings of the same story. Same story, yeah. And then they're like, no, there's continuity. I'm like, but you don't need that. Like, I don't... If this I game think it's kind of cool, but... No, no, it's cool whenever the games reference the other games. Yeah. But then when it's like, I don't know. Like, I remember my... Th- I don't know if you had any theories about Breath of the Wild when it took place. But I had a timeline theory before it came out. Okay. Was I thought that this was going to be the world that got flooded before okay. Wind Waker. So, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, so this is the... Li- I thought it was the link from Ocarina of Time. Uh-huh. That, like was just in stasis for whatever reason. And whenever I thought the game was going to end with it being like, okay, we have to flood everything. And like, this is us losing pretty much. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to end with you losing and then flooding the world to set up Wind Waker. And then I was like, oh, this is, they just, and I feel like the 10,000 year thing was like a, just an arbitrary, let's just put it far away from everything. 10,000 years, that sounds good. That's yeah. not close to anything. Just because, they, because they've because they started putting the continuity in other games, and that makes it easier to deal with the continuity if they set it really far apart. Yeah. Like how Disney bought Star Wars, and they're like, okay, none of the books count. Yeah. Just because it's easier, not because they're like actually against Because they don't happened. like them or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's just because they're like, there's too many books. We don't want to have to keep up with right. that. Let's just get rid of the books. So like with this, it's like... There's a bunch of games and all this stuff and all these theories. Let's just put it way in the future so it doesn't matter. Well, and that's the thing that, like, that's the thing about, like, Wind Waker that I never understood was the whole, like, how come the Rudos were descendants, are descendants from the Zora? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Nope. And the, like, uh, the Koroks and the Kokiri made sense because the Force children never die. They eventually turn into little tree things. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, but the the Rudo and the Zora having a connection never made any sense, and I think that uh, suffered. I think that was just something that suffered from the whole. The Wind Waker didn't actually get to be finished. They didn't actually finish the game before oh, they yeah. had to put it out, and so yeah. they had to be like, "Oh, let's throw these things last and ties together and throw it out." Yeah. Um, so I think that's part of that whole thing. But um, so it was interesting seeing them kind of be like that. That. That wasn't a thing, and then put the Rudo and the Zora all in the same game, mm-hmm. um, and not have them be descendants of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really. I remember that not making any sense to me. Either. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I didn't like. Uh, the Rudo, not the Rudo. Yeah, the Rudo. <laughs> Rudo is the Princess Zora. Yeah. From Ocarina of Time, yeah. Rudo are bird people. I didn't like the uh, the sand seal surfing. Ugh. The controls for that were awful. Were awful. And then uh, I already knew that I hated the controls, and I used them basically just to try and point myself from point A to point B because getting across the sand took forever. Yeah. But 
the second they were like, you have to do sand surfing to get to the camel, I was like, this is going to suck yep. all the ass. Yep. And it did. And then there was a race to get one of the shrines, and I was like, I hate everything. <laughs> Why? I actually managed just... to beat it my first time. No, I beat it the first time, too, but, but... I was just like. <sighs> yeah. I don't, oh, God. I got to the point where, like, once I could warp different places around the desert, I was like, cool, don't have to use sand seals anymore. And right. then it was like, hey, you have to race. I'm like, uh, okay. So did you ever just run into one of the Molduga, not knowing what was going on? Those no. giant sandworm um, things? Every time that I fought one of those, I was, like, already in a safe place when it came up. Oh, man. I was so I in, never got attacked by one. I was in the um, I was in one of those sandstorm areas where you can't see anything. Oh yeah. And then it like the the line pops up at the bottom. I'm like, what is this? And then suddenly out of the dirt pops this thing that totally knocks me off my sand seal and just like wrecks me. Yeah. It was basically like playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> I've never played Monster Hunter. I've played it. I've only played like the demos when they mm -hmm. demos come out, um, but it was very Monster Hunter y. Oh, really? Yeah. They announced Monster Hunter XX or whatever, the next one. It's called like Double Cross or something yeah. like that, is what the, the two X's are. For some, I don't know why they yeah. type out Double Cross. But they announced that for Switch recently. Mm -hmm. um, so, speaking of bad controls. Yes. Those motion controls and oh, those Lord. puzzles. Those puzzles. So I think there were only like three where you actually had to like move stuff around. But they sucked like, so bad. And it's one of those things where like you're holding it flat and you're like, okay, I just need to move it to the left. And you go like this. I know you can't see, but Rose can you, see. You she move it to the left. Move to the left. And then the thing in the game goes. Yeah, it like goes up completely, one way like, not, and like... And it's it's confusing because like whenever you use the bow and arrow to shoot, and if you want to like you'll move with the joystick, but then you'll move a little bit with the um, Joy Cons to aim. It feels like you're moving. Right it's on, moving right. It's I'm right like, perfect. Yeah. It's very intuitive. And then it moves you go perfectly. in and you move that ball in the maze, and you're like, okay, a little to the left, and you move your controller, and <laughs> just tilt little. it to the left a little bit. And then on the screen, the thing like flips over backwards, and you're like, "I, Why? I didn't do that." Why? Like, what's funny is Screw whenever I, that puzzle, when man. I figured that puzzle out, I felt like a genius. And then I get online, and everybody is doing the same thing. Is it the flip it over? Flip thing? it over on yeah, the back. Yeah, that's exactly what, what I did. What was really funny though is whenever I watched like people, like Twitch archives of people being like, "This is how you do it," and they always just flip it over, and then just kind of. Move it a little bit, and it rolls onto the thing. Yeah. Well, whenever I did it, I flipped it over, and then, as my example was, I flipped it a little bit, I thought, and it just went like, and it just popped the yeah. ball off. And I was like, where did it go? And then I hear that I beat it. <laughs> and it just happened to land where the circle was. I was like, uh, okay. a win is a win. <laughs> Don't even care. Yeah. Stupid I, that's, thing. That's exactly what I did, too. I just flipped it over. I was like... I was like, this sucks. And then I noticed that you can kind of, if you aim it right, it'll like hit into that one spot. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do it this way. And then I realized you could flip it all the way over. And I was like. That's what happened. Exactly. I moved it. Like I, one of the times the ball landed in the maze, it landed closer to the end. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just had to keep doing that. And then as I was trying to, I think it was one of the times when it was close to the edge and I overcompensated that I yeah. realized, oh, it's flat on the bottom. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> That's the thing. Those those controls sucked so much because 
they wouldn't like they were not intuitive at all they they would go in a weird direction not mm-hmm. anywhere near the where you way you're going and then if you try to put it back like if you just if you just put your arms back flat it doesn't necessarily go flat you have to it actually should go close right back to where it, it was yeah. you have to actually close out of it and go back into it in order to reset it yeah and it's just it was awful yeah and granted it wasn't a lot of the game it was only a few of the uh shrines but yeah i feel like they could have done a better job with that yeah that was pretty and, bad um there was the one where you have to like uh you're basically just moving platforms to get from spot to spot mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw that did you do all the shrines i did all of the shrines yeah. yeah and then there was the one that you had to flip over to get to a chest to get a key and then get back off of it and then flip it around again and then go up some stairs and get to the door yeah What's funny is that one, I was like, oh, I know how to get up there. And I just moved a little bit and then climbed up to the door. And I was like, oh, there's a key. Where's the... And then I turned and saw that it was on, like, the bottom side of the thing. I just moved and I was like, oh, no, I have to do it again. But, yeah, so those motion controls, it's weird because they work so well for your items. Yeah. And then didn't work. And even with your, like, your... Whenever you were moving stuff around with magnesis, yeah, I was like, this it is perfect. Fine. How is this perfect whenever the thing is all messed up? That's why it doesn't like worry. That's why it doesn't worry me that the motion controls will be bad in like another game. Right. Because it felt like it was just those specific puzzles that were messed up. Right. Oh, there was the one where you had to light the torch by moving oh, the thing yeah. around. Oh, yeah. I think that was the worst one. Because, I, ended like, up, I ended up just giving up and just using fire arrows. Yeah, that's I what I ended I, up doing. I moved doing. it to where the water wasn't was hitting, hitting any it, yeah. of them, and then just fire out everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like um, the weapon durability thing. Oh yeah, like, that never. Uh, I don't. So in Skyward Sword, they had a weapon and shield durability thing, but you could repair them. Yeah. You could and, and with you can make elixirs in the game. Why can't you make a weapon repair elixir? So yeah. you just go through and they break and they break and they break and it's just it was so frustrating because like I would be like, "Oh, I have these really good weapons." And then like 20 to 30 minutes later, "Oh, I am back to Bacoblin um beat sticks or whatever, yeah. clubs and it, it was a pain in... I feel like it was an unnecess, unnecessary part of the, the difficulty, quote-unquote difficulty. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it didn't necessarily make the game more difficult. It just made it more annoying. Yeah. What I what I noticed was um, you pick up a sword in a chest or something, and then you meet up with an enemy, and you're like, you have the new sword you just picked up equipped. And this is why I feel like this is something they could have fixed by just tweaking it like a little bit. It didn't need like a huge overhaul and even like the the you know tonic idea is a good idea, but like they wouldn't even need this if they just tweaked a little bit. I have a brand new sword that has that says like twenty, and I'm like, okay, that should be good. And I go to an enemy, and before I beat him, my sword breaks, and I'm like, why does everything break? So like quickly? every battle, something breaks. Yeah, and that's when I know it's like. It's breaking too much. Because I get their logic. They're like, well, we want people to use a variety of things. And I'm like, the variety makes sense early on because you're forcing people to try different things. So they know, okay, I actually, like the first time I think I picked up like a big axe and uh-huh. I swung it around. I was like, I don't want to use this. So every time I got axes, like I just throw them at enemies and then yeah. use a sword. But it only makes sense early on to make you use try every kind things. of weapon. Whenever you're... At the end of the game and you're fighting one thing and 
you lose your sword and your shield in one hit, and you're like, okay. Wow. Well, that's the thing. Like, some of the weapons are really cool. Yeah. And I didn't want to have to, like, lose them. And and if, like, so they get super damaged, it's like, I really like this shield. I don't want it to break, but I, it's the only one I have right now. So Yeah. It's yeah. All, like, I got. I remember getting the, the, the Sheik uh, shield. Oh, yeah. It had, like, the Sheik eye on it. And it was just so cool. But then it breaks, like, it. And that's the thing. It was like, yeah, they had the weapons and the shields that had the, whatever, increased durability or whatever that mm-hmm. would last a little bit longer but even they didn't last that long yeah so i don't know if they had tweaked it up just a bit to make some of the weapons last longer like maybe like the cheap ones like the bacoblin club and the like wooden weapons i understand if those break sooner but like the the metal weapons and stuff like that would break the same kind of time and so yeah it was just it was really annoying um maybe it wouldn't have been as annoying if i had a sword and a shield that never broke. Yeah. And granted, the Master Sword is kind of like that, but it, it runs out of energy, so you can't use it. But it still for takes up a spot, but you just can't see it. Yeah. yeah it's, that was, I guess I get that, but it, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I had a thing to say, and I forgot what it was. Oh, well. Um, I can't think of anything else that I didn't really like. Yeah, the durability was just weird. Plus the dirt, the durability for bows doesn't make any sense to me for some reason. Yeah. Because swords and shields, I get why they would have durability, but like they, sh- they should have all just, like if they would have just doubled the durability of all weapons and shields, I think that would have fixed it. Yeah. They were just like way, everything was too weak. Yeah, it broke so quickly. But I feel like bows just shouldn't even break. Yeah. Or they should just have, like, really good durability. Because it's like, if a bow breaks from you shooting arrows out of it, what's breaking is probably, like, the string. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I that didn't make any sense yeah. to me. And you could, like, if the weapons that you get from the, um, the doing the dungeons, from the weapons from the, like, ancestors or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guardians. You can get those remade um, because they're special or whatever, but... Yeah. I don't know, it was still a little weird, but um I would say I had another another complaint. Um this one was about the dungeons mm-hmm. or the the quote unquote finger quote dungeons. Right, yeah. Um because like I'm used to like Ocarina of Time dungeons or mm. Link to the Past dungeons. Really long, really detailed, in depth, like there's lots of puzzles, lots of um everything and it was like this game went for quantity over quality, I felt like. You got a whole bunch of shrines, 120 shrines that are tiny mini dungeons that Mm -hmm. take anywhere from five to ten minutes maybe. And they were cheap because like probably, I don't know how many of them were just fighting a little mini guardian. Yeah, fighting little mini guardians. Every time I opened up and it's like, Test of strength. I'm like, screw you. I want a puzzle. Yeah, exactly. But and then the the dungeons and the the, fan, the beasts. Yeah, the ancient uh, beasts. The ancient beasts were okay, but they I felt like they were. They all like, felt really short. They felt short. They felt empty. Like, oh yeah. Like empty and soulless. They might have like a of. couple of enemies, and then you just have to solve solve one big puzzle. Yeah. And then you fight the boss. It's yeah. Like, oh. So I I don't know. It was just like. It was kind of a letdown for me because I prefer those big, like, in-depth, huge puzzle, mini-boss yeah. dungeons, which is why I liked the Hyrule Castle because it felt more like Oh, that. yeah, definitely. It felt more like one of the Zelda yeah. dungeons. But 
Yeah, that was one thing I was disappointed with because the, I don't know, and I wish there had been more dungeon, a little more story. There was quite a bit of story, yeah. but I was hoping for a bit more. Um, and yeah, like overall, I love the game, mm-hmm. but it was like people who, I, like if I were to say what my favorite Zelda game is, it's still linked to the past. I'm, I'm probably, it's probably a, a nostalgia thing. But I love the story. I love all the dungeons. I, I like all that stuff. So um, I, I would also say that I still really love Ocarina of Time. But I think that Ocarina of Time and Link to the Past and Breath of the Wild, they're like totally different games. Mm-hmm. So trying to compare them to each other oh, yeah. is like moot because you've got like a platformer, straight line story game pretty much, which is what Ocarina of Time is. Mm-hmm. And then you've got You've got Breath of the Wild, which is basically like a Skyrim, open world, open exploration, totally different game. I do wish that they had put more elements from the dungeons and things like that into Breath of the Wild from Ocarina of Time Mm -hmm. and still included the exploration because that's definitely something that Ocarina of Time is missing. It's missing that exploration and letting you, um, and the, a lot of the fighting techniques from Breath of the Wild were way better than from uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they're still two very, very different games and that people who are trying to compare the two, it's not really much of a comparison. No. It's like compar... Well, it's like compares... Comparison. It's like comparing <laughs> Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy. Like, they're completely different. Right. It's still 3D Mario, but, like, they're completely They're different games. Different, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember what I was going to say a minute ago. The Bokoblin Arms, that's the skeleton ones, right? Yeah. The Bokoblin Arms <laughs> are boomerangs. Really? If you throw them and they don't hit anything. They come back? They come back. I didn't know that. And it's weird because like the <laughs> fingers are still moving like as it's twirling around and coming back to you. Oh Because normally God. like whenever you use a Bokoblin Arm, you don't, you're not using it as your primary weapon. You're using no. it because you just picked it up. Yeah. But like if you throw it, it just comes back like a boomerang. Huh. Which is fantastic. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I did like the Amiibos. The Amiibo yeah. thing was pretty cool. I liked getting all the outfits and stuff from yeah. um, from the the older games. Um, yeah, that was that was a cool little, little addition. reason for me to have way too many Amiibos. Yeah, and I don't actually own any Amiibos. Chris let me use his so that yeah. I could get all the stuff from them. Once I'd gotten all the stuff that I wanted, I was like... <laughs> Take the amiibos, and I I did, and I got a pona. Got a pona. Got a pona. Got, got the Ocarina of Time outfit. Got the Wind Waker outfit. I so the, totally uh, thought I killed Epona once because oh, yeah. I've so riding a horse in this game uh-huh. is not always the best thing. Half it the, felt off. Yeah, half of the. But it's I think it's because I think it's because in my head I wanted it to control like Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it was hard to control, and it. Yes, it gets you really fast from place one to place two, but there's so many enemies and stuff around. Yeah. And if you don't want your horse to get hurt, the best thing to do is just to, like, get kind of close to where you want to go, find a place with no enemies, and just leave your horse there. Yeah, I barely, <laughs> like, I think I was on opponent more during the fight. Than, any other, than any other time. Because I could just teleport where I wanted to go half the yeah. time. 
or teleport close enough, and then like I enjoyed running more than I did. Yeah, on, it's it feels very constricting when you're riding. Yeah, a horse. which it shouldn't when you're on yeah. a horse. But. So I tried to go up Death Mountain on Epona, right? Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> so it's I'm just, fire. <laughs> I'm riding Epona up this this, and these monsters attack me. So I I managed to jump off Epona, but she keeps going, and she just goes off this cliff, and I was like. Oh shit, I just lost my horse. So I kill these monsters and I look down off the cliff and Hippona's like standing on this like one tiny little outcropping. And Perfect. I'm just like, just stay there. Stay there and I'll I'll re rehome you when I get back to the stable. Yeah. <laughs> just don't move. <laughs> so did you meet the horse fairy? Yes. That... I didn't. I saw somebody post about it and I was like, what the hell's the horse fairy? And it looked awful. And I was like, where is this? And like they show on the map and the video and everything. And I'm like, it, I don't I, know how I did all 120 shrines and like. Never saw the horse Never fairy. saw that horse fairy. Fairy horse. Yeah. The, so it, I thought it was really cool looking. That's the other thing. That's one of the things that reminds me of Ghibli. Is that yeah. it looks straight up it out does, of yeah. a Ghibli movie. Like out of Princess Mononoke or something. Yeah. Um, I never was able to tame it because my stamina was never high enough, but. Um, I tried. No, 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 You're talking about the, the glowing thing. Yeah, the glowing horse. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. They're, like, because there's the fairies that enhance your clothing. Right. There's a horse one. What? <laughs> that looks like a horse <laughs> that you use that if your horse dies, you go pay it and it oh. revives your horse. I heard about that one, but I <laughs> yeah. never saw it. That's the thing, I never saw it, but then I saw a video, I was like, what the hell is this? Oh How did I God. never, and like, on the map, it looks like there's a path. That leads to where it is, and I'm like, how did I never go down that path from this place? Not, and but, I still haven't. Yeah, I've, I've, I didn't actually go find that one. The only time I lost a horse mm -hmm. was before I even had it stabled. I was actually like showing my parents the game. They had come over, and I was like, I had it up, and I was showing it to them. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh look, yeah, you can, you can take this horse. Like I'm gonna take this horse. So I snuck up on it, grabbed, jumped on it. They're like, oh, that's so cool. You can just grab a horse. And I was like, yeah, and I'll go put him in the stable and I'll, I'll show you how cool he is. And then like, I'm, I'm just riding my horse along, minding my own business. And then suddenly I see the little, little laser on my back going beep, 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 beep. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and I tried to run away from the guardian, but it did not work. <laughs> and it exploded my horse and killed my horse. And there was a bunch of flames everywhere. And my parent, my mom was like, Oh my God! Did it just kill your horse? Is your horse dead? And I was like, "Yep." And she's like, "That's it sure terrifying." Is. It's dead. <laughs> uh, she was like, she was traumatized. She's like, "If it was a little kid playing this game, they'd be off. They'd feel so bad." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, do you have anything else to say about Zelda? About Zelda. I don't know. Think. I feel like I, I got all my stuff out with the dungeons and the yeah. durability issues. Because we're at an hour, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about just the Switch itself and about the Nintendo's future. future. Um, so, yeah, <sighs> Zelda, great game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Zelda by itself is worth getting a Switch. Like, now Mario Kart 8 is out. Uh, Arms comes out pretty soon. I was thinking soon. about getting Mario Kart 8 because it looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it, it's fun if you have friends to play with is the thing. Yeah. Like, you're, I think you're the only one I know that has a Switch. I think so. <laughs> but, like, yeah, if, if you have friends to play with, then, yeah, Mario Kart 8's awesome. Um, but, uh, and then ARMS comes out soon. Splatoon comes out over the summer. 
So, like, I don't think you should buy a Switch just for Zelda if you have a Wii U. You can even yeah. get a Wii U really cheap now if you can find one because they're out of production already. Yeah. But, um, if you I really want, I bought a Switch just for Zelda. But... Yeah, I did too, and I, <laughs> and I have a Wii U. But if you really want to play Zelda, I don't think you'd like be doing yourself a disservice by playing it on the Wii U. It's the same game. It just if you looks have a, a worse. Wii U, yeah, and uh, if you have a Wii U, then that's what I would play it on. But right. I did not. I did not either. We're all. Trent a, had one, but I did not. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. The Switch is still instantly selling out whenever it comes in stock places. Yeah, it's hard it's to find selling still. faster than the Wii did. But people are like, well, that's because they're keeping it in stock better. I was like, they're not really. And what's crazy is they're saying like in this three-month span, it sold faster than the Wii did in its first three months. And I'm like, the Wii came out in November. Like it came out around Christmas. Yeah. This came out in March, and it's still selling better than the Wii did. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. Like... And I'm I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic about Nintendo because I want Nintendo to do really well. Yeah. And after them doing so badly with the Wii U, I'm like, is this just like the first year is going to seem awesome and then it's going to go downhill? But Splatoon moved a lot of Wii U's, like a bunch of yeah. people of Wii U just for Splatoon. ARMS is kind of getting that kind of hype, especially in Japan. Because they're focusing on, like, the characters of it and the... They're not just, like, showing gameplay and being like, doesn't this look fun? They're, like, trying to make a world out of it and trying to yeah. make these characters cool. Interesting. And, and all the fan art that's coming out from just the ARMS characters, I'm like, okay, people are buying into the ARMS thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it yet because, like, they're doing, uh, like, beta demo things this week or something. So I saw people that were playing it Friday and Saturday and they're really... Enjoying it, I guess. Yeah. It looks good. it looks interesting. I'll probably play it eventually. That's, yeah. That's that I don't think I'm gonna get it yet. Um, if I get another Switch game, because right now I just have Zelda and Shovel Knight. Yeah. So I was I, thinking about getting Shovel Knight because it's on have there. You, have you ever played Shovel Knight? No. Oh, Shovel Knight's fantastic. See, I've, I've watched uh, I've watched Trent play it. I've watched the Game Grumps play it. It looks like a lot of fun. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It looks it looks a little like, difficult. It, it legit feels <laughs> like a NES game. Yeah. And it's hard like an NES game, yeah. but it's it's really fun. The graphics are awesome. I like the fact that they're doing like D DLCs, but they're like totally new games with the different. Oh characters. yeah, it's basically just a different game because yeah. like the levels are completely different. Like even you, the characters that yeah. you play are different. Yeah. You have to learn their. You play techniques. as the the two DLCs that have come out so far. You play as the bosses as one like the. First one, the first DLC was called Plague of Shadows. You play Plague Knight. You play as Plague Knight. And then the new one's called Spectre of Torment, and you play as Spectre Knight. Yeah. And, like, what's interesting about the DLC story, because I never played the Plague Knight one, which I have on the Switch, so I'm going to play it eventually. But the Spectre of Torment DLC basically sets up this, like, it seems like he's actually a really good guy. Yeah. That has to make, like, a bad decision to help a friend, and that's why he's a bad guy in right. Shovel Knight. Because, like, it's a prequel. And I think yeah. Plague... Uh, the Plague Knight DLC is also a prequel where you're playing as him before the yeah. Shovel Knight stuff. Um, but yeah, like, if I buy another Switch game anytime soon, it'll probably be, be Mario Kart. I, I never really yeah. I never really got into Splatoon on the Wii U. I'm um, thinking about getting Splatoon just because it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. And it seems like it'll be a good purchase. But I'm also thinking about getting Mario Kart 8 because yeah. it looks like a lot of fun. Um. I, right now, lately, I've been playing through, like, a backlog of PlayStation games. I just haven't 
Because I own too many games and I'm trying not to buy <laughs> anything new. Yeah. Because I have so many games. Like I started playing, because I have like the remastered Kingdom Hearts games. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to play through all these. That'll take the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then we obviously have Mario, what is it called? Mario, what's the one at the end of the year? Mario Universe? That's not it. Mario. Oh, the one coming out? Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, we have Mario Odyssey that's coming out. Which, which I'm not, like, I've never been huge into the the Mario games, so I'm I'm like, eh, I'm maybe. super excited for it, but it's because I like 3D platformers in general. Yeah. And there's not enough of those. Like, there's the Crash Bandicoot remaster coming out on PS4. I never played Crash Bandicoot, I but it's either. a it's a weird platformer, so I'm probably going to love it. Probably. You know? Um, but before that, if all the rumors are true, which I really believe them, because the rumors for this game have been the same since last October. Even, like, the title was rumored with a release date of August or September of this year. And then whenever this stuff leaked last week... The information with it also said August or September this year. Okay. Mario. Oh, yeah, the Rabbids. <laughs> Mario Rabbids. Mario Kingdom. and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which has... I'm going to describe this picture to you. You guys should Google it, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yoshi has a bazooka that's shooting, like, a purple beam out of it. Um, <laughs> Luigi has, like, a pistol... But on the end of the pistol, it looks like a plunger, like he's going to shoot plungers at people. Um, There's a rabbit dressed up like Peach taking a selfie. Okay. Um, (laughs) There's a rabbit dressed up like Luigi who has like a yo-yo thing. Like it looks like he's throwing out a yo-yo on the end of a string like Ness or something. Um, There's a rabbit dressed like Yoshi who has... It looks like some kind of cannon thing that he's holding. There's a rabbit dressed like Mario who has a hammer. Then there's actual Peach that has like a big gun with a pink beam coming out of it. And then right up front is Mario with a arm cannon like Mega Man. And the cannon has, um, it has like the teeth marks on it like a bullet bill does. Okay. Like... You see that? All right. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically if if um, if Mega Man had a bullet bill on the end of his arm. That's yeah, exactly. Like. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> well, so, um, yeah. This is super interesting to me because Nintendo historically is very protective of Mario. They've let very few people do stuff with Mario. There right. was the Philips CDI people because they made those two terrible Zelda games, the yeah. Wand of Gamelon and something the else. The Faces of Evil, I think. Yeah. And then um, they let them start making a Mario game that was called like Mario Hotel. And then that never came out because the <laughs> CDI failed. Um, and then uh, there was a Mario Teaches Typing, but I don't remember if Nintendo did that. But then they let Square make Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo. Right. And then I don't think they've let anybody do anything since then except for like the olympics games because sega makes those okay but they're usually pretty protective of their stuff right but this is a ubisoft game oh for the switch because it's the rabbits yeah and like apparently ubisoft pitched it to nintendo and nintendo was like okay and it's gonna be an rpg (laughs) um and i'm like okay because in my head just the idea of mario having a gun it's weird. Even if it's just like a laser cannon thing, like that's still crazy. That doesn't sound right. I'm just like, so the rabbits, 
Uh-huh. They came out of Rayman, didn't they? Yes. So Rayman is a was a great game on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. I loved it. Why and I they came out with a Rayman game kind of recently, but it was weird. There were two. There was the it Rayman there was like a reboot of Rayman, and then there was a sequel to that one. Yeah. I don't remember what they were, were called. They were weird. They were weird. They, they were, were side-scrolling platformers. Yeah, side-scrolling platformers, which I was not all about. And uh, the so I'm I'm really sad that like the thing that's surviving from Rayman is the stupid rabbit thing. Is like the Ubisoft version of Minions. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes. That's, the that's thing. exactly that's what, what they are. That's what's funny, like, because <laughs> this game is like a combination of Mario, which I love, and Rabbids, which I hate. I hate the Rabbids yeah. so much. <laughs> but seeing Rabbids dressed up like Mario and Luigi and Yoshi and Peach, that makes me laugh. So, like, and the fact that some of the marketing material, I think I have some on my phone. Some of the marketing material, the way that it describes the game and describes, um, I thought I still had it. It describes Peach. Like, it comes up and it says that their original plan was reveal, and it says June. And then it says convince gamers and outlets July, and then it said release August slash September was like what this marketing thing that <laughs> leaked with this image came up. But then there was another image that showed the four characters and it said like like the way it described Mario and Luigi and Yoshi was, you know, a, a plumber with a gun or like whatever like that. But then under Peach it said the badass princess. And I was like, "Whoa, a Nintendo game's going to have the word badass in it? That <laughs> that's not normal at all." Um <laughs> So I'm excited for it just because it's different. You want to see what I it's might not doing. even like once they show gameplay, I might be like, I don't want to play that. <laughs> but um I I just like whenever they do new things. Like with yeah. Breath of the Wild, whenever they were like, it's completely open world. We're trying to make it as big as possible. I was like, okay. So you're trying to make Skyrim Zelda, which is what everybody was yeah. saying whenever they were first saying how big it was. And um so I'm just I'm just glad whenever they try to do new things, yeah. period. Because people always accuse Nintendo of just doing the same thing over and over again. Although I am really excited for Skyrim on the Switch, mm-hmm. um, which is not a new thing, but you know, uh, it's not out yet. It's new. It's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's but never been released on anything before. It's a brand ever, new game. Ever, ever before. But I, I I would if they can do Skyrim, they can do Fallout, right? So why don't we get you Fallout think, Four because, on the Switch? Because yeah. that would be great. I already have it for PS4, but I would totally buy it again for the Switch just so I could carry it around with me and play it. I've never, I go. I've never played Fallout 4. Oh, it's and so fun. What's great about Fallout 4, or not? What's great about Fallout 4? I have this weird problem where I like Skyrim, even though I don't like medieval dragon stuff. Right. Which is why I don't like Game of Thrones. But for some reason, Skyrim, I was like, this is awesome. Right. Don't know why. Um. What I do like, though, is, like, dystopian future stuff. So you and, like, would love the crap out and, of Fallout. And then I play Fallout, and I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> like, whatever, like, I tried playing three. I I forced so, myself to play, like, five hours, and I was like, I can't. So I tried playing three, and I couldn't get into it. <laughs> and then it. I tried New Vegas. I'm, I'm like, this is the same game. <laughs> I, I can't get into this either. I got more into New Vegas. Mm-hmm. I think it was just the characters. Uh, I don't know what it was that drew me to it more than three did. Yeah. But um, before, like, I fell head into four. Like, it was a blast, literally and figuratively. 
Um, <laughs> but I love. I've played it. the very beginning of four. I played until like you go into the shelter and then you come out and you see what happens. Right. Because I made a really dumb let's play on my YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so. So that's I would love that on the Switch because that's the thing. That's my favorite thing about the Switch is that I can be like, oh, well, I can just take this with me. And play oh, yeah. It. That's the thing. Like the fact that I can play. Like I, I bought a 64 gig SD card. I'm like, that should be fine for a while at the very least. Yeah. Um, making games portable is the only reason why I'd want to rebuy a game on a new console. Yeah. Like, if a game comes out and I get it on the PS4, like, the day it comes out. If it comes out on the Xbox one a year later, not gonna could not it. care less. Yeah. Don't know why. I'd be like, why the hell did you do that? What a waste of time. But if a game like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like the new Call of Duty that's, like, going back to World War II. Mm-hmm. If that came out on the PS4, but like before it came out on the PS4, they're like, there'll be a Switch version that'll come out in spring. I'd be like, all right, I'll get it in spring then. Even though it'll look nicer on the PS4, obviously. Yeah. But the fact that it, because I only care about the single player stuff on Call of Duty games. If I could play that portably, I'd much rather do that. Yeah. But that that's what makes it so interesting to me is that it's both. Yeah. That's that you can, think, you can take it with you, so it's very convenient. Or, but you can also sit it on your TV and watch it on the big screen and play yeah. it on your big screen. Yeah. Like, either way. Um, <laughs> and that's where we come to my biggest problem with Nintendo and the Switch right now. Yeah. They're still pushing the 3DS. Yeah. And they're like, we've got this thing that's portable and a console, and then we have this thing that's a portable. I'm like, stop. Yeah. And they're like, we've announced two new Kirby games coming out for the 3DS this year. I'm like, Why? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Put it on the Switch. Put it on the Switch and just let the 3DS die. And then they're like, hey, the new 2DS XL. I'm like, why? What are you doing? Why are you making new things for the old thing? Like, I don't know. We have this new thing that works really well. Because I think it was like a year or two after the Wii U came out that they released the Wii Mini. That's like really small and... I think I don't it, think I even heard of this. Oh yeah, the Wii <laughs> God, the, the Wii Mini is so stupid. I'm gonna look up a picture so you can see it. But the Wii Mini, <laughs> the dumbest thing is, um, it doesn't have any of the GameCube compatibility that the normal Wii had. Um it looks it looks like a it looks like a weird toy. See look. It's like yeah. What so the heck? <laughs> Uh, it has no online capabilities, so you can't get virtual console games, you can't download anything, you can't play any games online. I'm like, what is what is this for? Why is this a thing? No idea. I have no idea why they did that. Huh. And that's one of those things, obviously that coming out didn't like, that's not what killed the Wii U. Right. We, we could do a whole episode on why the Wii U failed, but <laughs> um, I just don't understand Nintendo's like, Nintendo getting stuck on old stuff. I'm like, I get that the 3DS has the big install base, Yeah. but as long as you hold on to that safety net... Like, the new thing isn't going to thrive. Right. You've got to get rid of the safety net, put everything into the Switch. Maybe they're worried about pissing off all the people that bought a new 3DS within the last year or two. I don't know. By completely abandoning it already. Well, I mean, not abandoning it, because there's already games that were were slated to come out for the 3DS. Right. I just don't understand why they would announce new games now. Right. Release what what you've already said. And then Maybe do like 
a game that comes out on the Switch and the 3DS. Yeah. That like do sense. one that does both, just yeah. in case uh, you know those of us who are those of us out in the world who are still trying to get a switch who can't get one yet. Yeah. Still have especially because they're hard to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd make more sense if they just did that, but I don't know. That's that's one of those things that just bugs me because it's like tune into our E three conference where we're going to re- reveal all a bunch of information about new Switch and three DS games. And I'm like. Uh... <laughs> I hope it's divided perfectly. All right, we're done with the Switch now, the 3DS, and I just turn it off. I'm like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, that's it. Go away. So the one of the games that's that came out with the the Switch, the one two Switch game. Yes. That game should have been the game that came for you. It with should the have Switch. came with the console. Yeah. But here's the thing: people are saying that, and I completely agree. But one of the main reasons people were saying that is because the Wii came with Wii Sports. Yeah. Um, the Wii U came with like that. The Wii U came with Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land, yeah. And they're like, no one's going to want to buy a console that doesn't come with a game. And I'm like, it's been selling really well. Yeah. It didn't need a pack-in. Right, it didn't it sh- need it, but, like, but it should have had it. <laughs> the fact that 1-2-Switch is like 50 or $60, I'm like, no. Yeah, that's the thing that kills it. Is I'll that buy 1-2-Switch like, when I can get it at GameStop used for $5. Yeah. Maybe. That's, that's the Maybe thing. even then I'm like, no, I've seen those games. They're all crappy, small I was tech like, demos. This looks like a fun a fun little game to play. And I was like, they're like, oh, it's not going to come with the Switch. And I'm like, oh, well, it shouldn't be that expensive. Maybe like 20 bucks. That'd be mm-hmm. fine. No, 60 bucks. Yep, full for, price. And I am looking, and I've seen gameplay of the game. That game is not worth 60 bucks. Especially because half, half the game involves you not looking at the TV. Yeah. Like, just look at your opponent. I'm like, I paid $60 to look at my friend. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not it's not worth 50 or 60 bucks. No. Like I don't know what Nintendo is thinking, and I don't know who's all buying a 50 or 60 dollar game or a 20 dollar game that costs 60 bucks. Yeah. Like I will pay like there's no when you look at Zelda, for instance, and then you look at 1 2 Switch, there's no reason why those two games should cost the same. Nope. Like Zelda totally worth 60 bucks. Totally. Mm-hmm. I would probably pay 70 or 80 for it, to be honest. Yeah. Um if I had to. Uh, but there's no way 1-2-Switch is worth the same price as Zelda. Yeah. It's um, bullcrap. I'm trying to think of the other <laughs> games that are out. Like, Snipper Clips looks fun. Yeah, that one looks like fun. And I played the demo, but I'm like, this is a game you need to play with a you friend. With friends, Because yeah. you can play it by yourself, and it's just like, you move one guy, you press a button to switch to the other guy, and I'm like, nah, this isn't fun by yourself. Yeah. Because um, it also has that element. Like, have you ever played New Super Mario Brothers with friends where you just, like, sabotage each yeah. other while you're running through a level. Uh-huh. I feel like that's the way it would be with snipper clips where I'd like run over and cut my friend in half. Yeah. And then eventually solve the puzzle like that. It feels like that kind of game where you screw around and yeah. have fun. But you can't do that by yourself unless you're crazy. Unless you're crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what other games we know are coming out. I can't remember. Because Skyrim is supposed to be October. Yeah, it's like it's in the fall slash yeah. winter. Um, it's at the end of the year. They keep pushing it back a little bit, too. Because yeah. I think April was Mario Kart 8 at the end of April. I don't remember when uh, ARMS actually comes out. I'm not sure right offhand. I know Splatoon is Summer. late June or July. I think it might be June. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe July. But... Yeah, Good so, thing I wrote all this down. Yeah, while we we talk about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, I'm just I'm I'm hoping that they do some good stuff. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see if they can incorporate 
like any sort of I don't know I don't think they will, but so many other consoles are doing the virtual reality thing. Oh yeah. Well, okay, there was a patent that somebody found of um a display a head mounted display thing that you know how the gear VR works where you just put yeah. your phone into it basically? Well there was a head mounted display that the switch screen part just goes into. Huh. There was a patent that Nintendo had filed. And they're like, will they do anything with it? Who knows? Because like be companies, really heavy. companies, yeah. <laughs> not the thing. It's not really that heavy. And it, when when it's on your head, like, because I have the Gear VR, and um, if you're holding the thing in your hand, it feels heavy. Uh-huh. But then when it's on your head, like the weights with like the straps well. and everything, it's just distributed well. It doesn't. You never feel like your head's falling forward. That's good. Same with like the PlayStation VR. Like I never feel like I'm falling forward or anything yeah. like that. So I think that'd be interesting if that was something they revealed at E3. It's like, Switch VR. I'm like, uh. That makes sense because everybody else is, is getting on that, that VR train. Yeah, I just don't know what games would work with that. Yeah. Unless they made like uh, Link's Crossbow Training 2 <laughs> in VR. It's like, well. They do, well, we, we do a first person Breath of the Wild. Yeah. ARMS is June 16th. Okay. Splatoon 2 is July 21st. Okay. Yeah. Um... So I'm excited about where the Switch is going. Somebody yeah. said the estimates are already that it's sold 5 million wow. in almost three months, which is crazy because the Wii U was on shelves for three or four years and only sold 11 million. Yeah. So that means it's possible the Switch could sell more than the Wii U Every in day. a year. In a year. Dang. Yeah. Well, like the numbers that are out for the Wii U right now are the final numbers because they're done. They're, right. They already stopped making them. The... um. The I'm hoping that they they have kind of teased at a a Pokemon game for the Switch, like an actual like oh yeah like actual line game like like uh, X and Y. Um, well, because there's Pokemon Red Stars. The person that uh, reported that uh, the Mario Rabbids game was going to happen yeah. back in October, they said uh, they they said that there's going to be the new Mario game. And this was before that, like that weird October reveal that was like very quick. Yeah. Um, they said that there was going to be Pokemon Stars, which was just going to be the third version of Sun and Moon. Okay. And then I can't remember what the other room, other things were that they reported, but Stars seems really likely. I know on the GameStop website, um, where it had the description for the Switch whenever you could pre-order it. The description at the bottom said, um, take games, uh, take Mario, Skyrim, and even your Pokemon on the go. And then uh, a fan, do you know Go Nintendo? No. It's a it's a fan-run website that just reports on rumors and news and all this stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty big. The guy makes a living doing that. Oh, doing nice. But, um, Good job, dude. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But his website reported on that line being there. Uh-huh. And within an hour, the line was deleted Gone. from the GameStop website. Oh, no. It's like, uh-oh, that wasn't supposed to be there. And, like, <laughs> I have uh, a friend that works at GameStop. Uh-huh. And, like, she doesn't leak things to me. She doesn't tell me anything. But once something gets revealed, like, um, whenever Red Dead Redemption 2 got revealed last October, uh-huh. she goes, we got all the material for this two weeks ago. Like, we knew about uh, this. So she always goes, I knew about this for this long. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, it's like, you, um, you winch, tell me these things. Yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, 
whenever that went down, I texted her. I was like, so uh, Pokemon for the Switch, huh? And she was like, don't know what you're talking about. I was like, <laughs> yes, you yes, do. Yes, you do, but tell you can't me. tell me. And that was like months ago. Like <laughs> if E3 comes around, they show Pokemon Stars, and she and I text her and I go, so Pokemon on the Switch, huh? And she'll be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've known since January. <laughs> I'll be like, how did, like, why did you know? How do you keep these secrets? Well, what's funny is those secrets, the, re- the, the way they come out that early sometimes because there was a big Switch presentation in January. Uh-huh. It's very possible that Pokemon was supposed to be in it and it got cut for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that's why like GameStop people would have known About before it. it. Way yeah. Before. Because they have to start marketing like immediately normally. Yeah. Like Red Dead Redemption 2, the day that was revealed, GameStop had to start taking pre-orders with no release date. Yeah. But it was in the system that day so they're like They already had They have it to know that all. Yeah. yeah, they have to have all that ahead of time. Dang. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm a, I, I like GameStop um, mostly because they had like one Switch left when I showed up. To, oh, really? And I was like, yes. It's funny because like <laughs> there's so much hate for GameStop on the internet, I feel like. Yeah. And like I've never had a problem with GameStop. The guys at the GameStop that I go to all the time. I've, I've only had one problem. And what? it was when I bought my new 3DS. Uh-huh. I turned in my old 3DS because it was in perfect condition. I had it for like three or four years. Maybe not quite, but I had it for a long time. And they were giving me like 75 bucks for it to trade in for the new one. Mm-hmm. So it knocked almost the price down to half almost um, when I bought the new one. But he was the guy at GameStop was like, hey, do you have the charger? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I pulled the charger oh, out and yeah. gave it to him. The new the 3DS new doesn't, doesn't come, with the, come with the charger. That was so Nintendo. Like, I had Nintendo to go, doing that was so stupid. Right, but I had to go back to GameStop and buy another. Yeah. Com- like, he could have been like, hey, so you'll you want to buy, buy one. Another- yeah, that was that was dumb of him. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, literally my only complaint. And to add to the confusion, in <laughs> other regions it came with a charger. Yeah, I don't. Just not in the U.S. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, so weird. And everybody's, like, really surprised, like, when they announced the new 2DS XL. Yeah. Like on the box it says charger included, and everyone's like, "Why does the two DS one get a charger? The three right? DS one didn't get a charger." <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Nintendo's cool. Yeah, I'm um, excited to see what they do. Hopefully, we get more games. I the fact that they're putting Skyrim on it makes me really hope and pray that they'll put Fallout Four on it eventually, yeah. and other kind of similar games to that. Just because I would love to see more. Um, of those games that weren't portable before mm-hmm. that now can be because yeah. that's just the best thing. Another game that's uh, coming out for the Switch soon that I want to mention real quick is Ukulele because it's a big old <laughs> piece of trash. And no <laughs> I'm one should still going to buy it No one probably. should buy this trash game. I mean, you Chris can. has toyed with my heart no, but I've, in this, I've, with this game. I've stayed on It's Trash for over a month now. Ugh. It's so trash. It came out, right? This game that I've been waiting for for forever came out. <laughs> And it doesn't come out on the Switch yet, um, but it's done by a lot of the same people who do Banjo-Kazooie. We've talked about the it before. The wrong people, apparently. Apparently. We've talked about <laughs> it before on our, our podcast, but yeah. um, he basically said, oh, this is great. And then like 20 minutes later, or the next day later, he was like, this is garbage. Don't buy it. It's the worst game ever. And I was like, what? No. And he was like explaining why it was bad and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, man, dang it. I was really disappointed. Yep. Then like two days later, he's like... This game is awesome. And I, <laughs> and I was like, what? Yep. Why? What's yep. happening? And you're like, it was only bad for like this one level. It's fine. And I was like, okay. And then for the longest time, I didn't hear anything else about it. 
and then we bring it up at at the the pod one of the podcasts, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's terrible." I was like, "What?" And since then, I've stuck with terrible. Ah, so like, I've heard though. One of the things I've heard is that they're trying to push out this patch that's supposed to fix a lot here's of the, the problems. I read what's supposed to be in the patch. Not going to fix the problems. It's not fixing any of the problems oh. I have. But it's supposed to. The patch is supposed to drop before the switch drops. The switch game drops. I saw somebody say it wasn't a bad game. It just had a few bad levels, and I was like. A game with five levels, having a few bad levels is like catastrophic. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. There's five worlds, and I'm like, that's not. This there should be ten, and they should have cut the five worlds in half. Into ten, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's so many problems with that game. It makes me really sad because I was really excited for it, and I thought that it came out like Chris was telling me. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. I'm really yeah, excited. I was like, I'm gonna play it tonight. It's downloading right now. I was like, so, oh, I'm gonna go get it, and then. He was like, oh, it's not out for the Switch yet. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't come out for question mark. Who knows? Yeah, they're still, they still don't know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, thank you for listening to us talk about Nintendo yeah. and Zelda primarily. If you have any comments or if you had something that you really loved or really hated about Zelda, let us know. Is there a game that you're looking forward to? Because if so, tell us. Yes. Let's all. Let's all... Pray to Reggie that a new Metroid <laughs> will be at E3. Oh, that would be a good one. It won't be there. They don't. Nintendo's bad. <laughs> Nintendo's bad. We just <laughs> talked about how great they. I mean, were they're great and, and all, but boy, are they tone deaf. Uh. Because uh, they released that Metroid game on the 3DS a year ago. Uh huh. That's like Metroid something Command, and it's like a multiplayer only soccer game thing. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, like, everybody it's like was when like, they released the Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and it was like a weird car game. It's like, what is like, this what bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll, we'll see you next time. See you next time.